how to write faster in eight easy steps. So we all know books take a long time to write. And if you start getting bogged down, they can end up taking forever, literally, because you'll stop writing altogether. But just because publishing a book can take a long time, it doesn't mean the writing itself has to go slow. In fact, it shouldn't you should move steadily through your writing sessions. And when you move steadily through the writing process, you won't get bogged down by writer's block or research or any of the other common problems that often stand in a writer's way, which means you'll be able to write your book in no time. Step number one. Properly position your book in the market. If you want a guaranteed way to get stuck, then just start writing without a clear idea of what your book is about or who it's for. It's like trying to follow a recipe without even knowing whether you have the ingredients in the cupboard. It's not gonna end well, and you're gonna waste a bunch of time when you have to stop and make a grocery run mid-cooking. If you don't wanna go down a lot of rabbit holes while you're writing, you have to be clear on your idea from the beginning. Writing a book isn't just about putting your thoughts on paper, it's about serving the reader and meeting their needs. And every good book has to be properly positioned. So what does that mean? Well, simply it's answering these three questions. Why are you writing your book? Who is it for? And why will they care? When you know the answers to these questions, you'll be able to write a lot faster you'll have a clearer idea on what to say to your audience and how to solve their problems. And that will keep your writing focused. It'll also keep you from getting writer's block down the line. And to save even more time, try to be as specific as possible with your answers to those three questions. For example, you'll save yourself a lot of time if you know who your target audience is. And here's a hint, it's not everyone. One of the most common mistakes authors make is thinking their audience is larger than it really is. That this book is for everybody. But the most successful books are actually written with a very specific niche audience in mind. And that's true even of the biggest bestsellers. So you have to know your audience inside and out. Are they gonna be familiar with your industry's lingo? What kind of tone will resonate with them? Are they more convinced by stories or data? If you have answers to those specific questions, it will help your ideas flow faster. And you won't have to stop and wonder, does my audience already know this? Will this be valuable information to them? Positioning can sometimes be the hardest part of a book, but it significantly reduces your writing time because you won't have to constantly second guess yourself. Step two, write a solid outline. Some writers just put pen to paper and they hope for the best. And then they spend months in the editing phase trying to make sense out of the chaos. Don't do that. You'll save yourself an immense amount of time if you create a solid outline before you start writing. Now the outline will help you break your book into chapters and sections, and this makes the project a lot easier to tackle. You won't waste time trying to organize random material, writing stuff that you later throw away, or having to add new sections to add later on. Having an outline means you'll already know what you wanna say, who you're saying it to, and how you're gonna say it. Then all you have to do is just say it. A great outline includes a full table of contents broken into chapters. It also includes a loose structure for each chapter. We like to break it down this way. 
with a hook, which is a personal story, anecdote, or question to grab the reader's attention, followed by a thesis, what's going to be taught or discussed in the chapter, and then the supporting content, which are the main points, the key ideas, the evidence, and the content to back up your argument. Now, this doesn't have to be too in-depth, but it should be a thorough enough explanation to give yourself a clear sense of what you're going to include. Then there are stories and examples. These are the specific and relevant stories that make your information memorable. And then there's the key takeaway, the main point you want the reader to remember. And finally, it's the callback and segue. Most books tie the end of the chapter back to its hook and then segue to the beginning of the next chapter. If you want to save even more writing time, use our book outline template in the description below to quickly corral all the information that you need. Step three, create a writing plan. You shouldn't just wait to write until inspiration strikes, because if you do, you'll fail. Inspiration isn't reliable, neither is passion, and some people never have that lightning bolt moment. So the key to successfully finishing a book has nothing to do with inspiration and everything to do with discipline. And that discipline starts with a writing plan. Your writing plan is different than your outline. An outline tells you what you're going to write, but a writing plan tells you when you're going to write. Everyone's writing plan will be a bit different. Some people are night owls, while others prefer a different time of day. Some people have tons of time to work on their books, while others need to fit writing into tiny windows. So no matter what your plan looks like, you need one if you want to improve your writing speed. So here's a simple five-step formula for developing your writing plan. Schedule a consistent time and place to write. Set specific writing goals. We recommend 250 words per day. Build deadlines. Announce the book and hold yourself accountable. Then keep yourself accountable throughout the whole writing process. Developing a writing habit will give you the structure you need to complete your long-term book project in a shorter amount of time. Now, if you're still struggling to find writing time, here are some more tips for committing to your plan. Step four is to tackle it in small pieces. When you stare at the project as a whole, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. You'll take less time each day if you know exactly how much you have to write that specific day. As I mentioned, we recommend having a word count goal of 250 words per day. Why 250? Well, that's roughly the number of words that fit on a printed page in a book. And a page per day may seem like a low goal, but a low goal is actually a great place to start because you won't feel intimidated by the amount of time writing that will take every day, and you'll feel great when you plow through that 250 word goal and keep going. Those small manageable pieces add up quickly, and at a pace of 250 words a day, you can finish a 120 page first draft in just four months. Writing a book doesn't have to take a lot of time every day, it just takes consistency. Instead of, or in addition to your word count goals, you could try a time goal. You're not allowed to leave your chair for 25 minutes, no matter what. That's the idea behind the Pomodoro technique. But in my experience, this isn't the best method, but you're welcome to try it out. Or you could try a content goal. Don't let yourself stop writing until you've passed your 250 word limit and finished a particular section or a story. Whichever method you choose for your writing plan, 
we recommend leaving off at a clear stopping point. And that way you can jump back in the next day without trying to figure out what you were talking about. Just remember, when you already know what you need to say, it will take a lot less time to write. Step five is to write a vomit draft. Yes, a vomit draft. If you wanna plow through the writing process, you need a vomit draft, and that's what we call the first draft. And that's the best way to write a great book is to let yourself write a bad first draft. Now, that may sound counterintuitive, but I'll explain. A lot of writers get hung up on perfectionism and they never really make great progress. So if that's you, if you know you're a perfectionist, you'll write the first paragraph, you'll edit it, you'll read it again, you'll delete it, and you'll start over. And you'll have a blank page staring at you all over again. It's like going on a road trip with your emergency brake on. You just don't make very good progress. And that loop can go on forever, and you'll never finish your book. But when you allow yourself to write a vomit draft, you'll at least have something complete. You'll have something on the page to edit. It's a lot easier to fix bad writing than to fix non-existent writing. Now, like vomiting, this is gonna be messy, but you have to trust your outline and just write like there's no one watching, because there's not. No one will see your rough draft until you edit it, so it can be very rough, and that's okay. That's why they're called rough. It's for a reason. Step six, try speech-to-text tools. So a lot of people are more comfortable speaking than writing. Their thoughts flow better, their language is more conversational, and it's a lot faster. We've seen people write books four times faster when they speak their books. So if this sounds like you, you might save some time by trying some speech-to-text tools. Now, these fall into two groups, dictation software and transcription services. You know dictation software from things like Siri, which converts your speech to text in real time. And a lot of this software is free. For example, Google Docs has a built-in voice typing option and every Mac comes preloaded with Apple Dictation. Now these are great for people who like to write on the go, but they have accuracy limitations. And they can also slow you down because you have to speak very clearly. That's why we prefer transcription services at Scribe. They convert speech to text after the fact. You create the recording, send it to the service like rev.com, and they send you back a text transcription of the content. Technically, you could dictate every chapter of your book, send all the audio files off at once, and have a functional vomit draft in a matter of minutes. Now, of course, you'll have to do a lot of editing. There will inevitably be ums and tangents and missing information. But again, you're just trying to get the draft out. And this is a great way to save time if you're more comfortable speaking. Step seven, get someone to ask you questions. So even if you're a talker, it's usually more natural to talk to someone else than to talk to yourself. And if you have a tendency to get stuck when you write, ask a friend or a colleague to ask you questions about the material and then record your answers. This will take a lot less time than trudging through writer's block on your own. And even better, it will probably make your writing sound more natural. You'll be a lot more comfortable answering a friend's question than agonizing over the perfect way to say something. Now, usually explaining something the way that you would explain it to a friend will give you the clearest and best results. So give this a shot. And step number eight, beat writer's block. Now, if you followed the other tips and still feel stuck, 
Your problem probably isn't the writing itself, it's your fears. Fear is at the root of every single case of writer's block. Maybe you're afraid that your book isn't original enough or that people won't care about what you have to say. Maybe you're afraid that people won't like your book or that your book will make you look stupid. I promise you, those are fears that every author faces no matter how successful they are. In fact, successful writers can be some of the most insecure because success can sometimes make those fears even more acute because people feel like they have more to live up to. Their readers are watching them. And if you're afraid, the best thing you can do is admit it. Then you can deal with it and face your fear head on. So ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Get to the root of the problem and then try and solve it. It can also be helpful to talk your fear out loud with a trusted friend. But when you're dealing with fear, my number one suggestion is for you to focus on the reader. And remember that niche audience we talked about at the beginning? If you're clear on who they are and what problem they're having and how your book can help them solve it, you'll stay grounded because it's about them. You're writing a book to help people. And if you imagine yourself talking to a specific reader face to face, it's a lot easier than staring at a sea of words and being afraid of what this means for you. Thinking of your book as a dialogue will take your mind off your own fear and put it back where it belongs, on the people your book is designed to help. So don't let fear stop you from writing your book. Your idea matters and it deserves to be heard. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step -step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Yeah.